0: This is Hans, and this is Heidi, and this is Parent Town,
1: a podcast where we explore stories of parenting in hopes that they can connect us and just maybe make the world a little easier to understand.
0: Welcome to Parent Town. Today's episode is the start of a series of mini podcasts all under the umbrella of co-parenting. In the context of these episodes, we define co-parenting as any situation where the people raising the children are not living together. The stories come from parents and other professionals who work with families, finding themselves co-parenting in many different life situations. These are their stories.
1: I mean, like like most situations, it started out with a split in our relationship. And we had been married for... It's funny that I don't remember. I think four and a half years when things really went south. We were living in Kentucky, and I was going to graduate school. And my husband and I had gotten married pretty early, which was something that a lot of people in our particular religious sect did. It was, it was considered pretty normal um, to marry after college, which we did possibly hastily and without without a lot of, of thought, but we were, we were really young and naive and um, wanted to be bohemians and travel all over the place and um, live in crappy apartments and have crappy jobs. And we did all of that, and believe it or not, it leads to some stress, especially when you have children as well. And so about halfway through graduate school, things kind of fell apart, and my son was... Six months old my daughter was two and I I left Kentucky and I moved to Minnesota and I actually moved into his parents basement for a while also really unorthodox but it's just kind of how things worked out when that happened um, my husband stayed in Kentucky to work for probably another nine months while I was Both of us were trying to figure out what in the world was going to happen next. And I think it was clear at that point that we were going to split, but we didn't know. I mean, it's terrifying to think about what kind of a life that's going to create for your children, because all of the research that you hear, everything that everybody always says is just, divorce is just the death knell on a happy childhood. Now, in retrospect, looking back, I know that the fact that it happened when they were so young is a very good thing because they don't ever remember anything before my daughter has a few memories of uh, not heated arguments but definitely tension she doesn't have memories of like oh before everything was happy and now look what's happened nope it was just this is their life now my main worry was that I would end up raising the children by myself and I would have a Disneyland dad on my hand. And I was really concerned, not just as a mother and and in giving my children like a good father experience and role models and all of that. But as a feminist, it kind of infuriated me (laughs) because I really thought that we had um, agreed to do this together as a team and... I I was really adamant that that not be what occurred. but at the same time, we were really I, I can't really express like how immature we were <laughs> at the time wow. and how young and, and and I had done I had been very proactive in type A personality about raising them so far and done a lot of things by myself, and he got very used to that being the case. And so um, it was almost like we needed to retrain ourselves to share. I was really used to handling everything, and he was really used to letting me. And after about nine months, when he moved up to Minnesota, permanently left Kentucky, I made it very clear we are going to have a schedule, and there's going to be days when you have them, and there's going to be days when I have them. And we should do as even a split as possible. And if you need childcare, you get childcare. And if I need childcare, I get childcare. And that that was kind of the beginning of everything. And we ended up agreeing on a schedule that everyone to this day thinks is insane. We almost alternate on a daily basis. And that has lasted through three or four different apartments and different living situations and me pretty much living in the same place, different jobs, different schools the kids have gone to, different activities because my son was in daycare at first and very, very young. I mean, it's worked out, but there is nobody that sees what we do and thinks that it's sane. And why daily? Um, A couple reasons. When the kids were both in different care situations, it was easier for whatever place they were that night to be the person who drops off, and then the other parent picks them up, so that nobody has to both pick up and drop off on the same day because we were both trying to juggle weird entry-level jobs. Mm -hmm. And so coming in late and leaving early just isn't okay. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't really afford to have, like, really long extended daycare. And Mm -hmm. we also didn't want that. We wanted the kids to be able to be kids and be at home without spending 10 hours a day in somebody else's care. Mm -hmm. And so practically-minded, that worked, And also, jobs were often weekend work, Mm -hmm. and so I would have them more on the weekend, and we would just have to kind of split it up that Mm -hmm. way.
0: Okay. So in in
1: your opinion, what's working? Mm -hmm. It took a long time to get this down, and even now, even now there's definitely some hiccups that we deal with that we're like, okay, how are we going to handle this situation? But... First of all, it forces us into a working relationship, which, uh, when I, I'm going to backtrack for a second. When I see my dear friends who are married with children in loving relationships with their spouse, severely disagree on something and try and hash it out and have all of this emotional but I don't want to hurt their feelings, and so I need to I need to say this in a certain way so that it doesn't hurt my relationship. Or we need to talk about this. I don't envy them because my relationship is not emotional. It's very businesslike. We have a lot of moments when we're trading off where we're like, okay, we got five minutes. Let's talk through the week. And it's like an itinerary, Uh and we need to do this, and you need to do this. And it's at a point where we can adjust on a dime. We can call the other one and be like, like tonight is usually – it's Friday. The kids are usually with me. But my book club every year has a Christmas party. And so a month ahead of time, I'll be like, hey, this Friday is coming up. Can we switch? Uh And we'll just adjust the schedule and make that happen. We don't have to deal with each other's feelings, which I guess is – an odd thing to rejoice for, but it makes it more functional Mm because we're not um we don't like each other very much we just don't and we've definitely our paths have diverged so much at this point We don't need to, but we both love our children so much Mm -hmm. that we're willing to to just deal with each other like business partners. Mm -hmm. And so I never expected for that to be a good thing, but it really is. And I've also known friends of mine who have envied it Mm -hmm. because I can just lay out, this is what I think we're disciplining in this way, and I don't think it's working, and I don't like when you do this, so this is what I'd like to do. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And there's no softening it up. So that's something that works. I also like that regularly, full-time, both kids see me and him taking care of our own stuff. He has to do his dishes and his laundry and take care of his home and his car and his job and them. I do too. So their idea of splitting up work and uh, along gender lines... um, is different than a family where you've got two parents in the household that are doing two different Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And there, there's no, like, um, I'm the one doing the dishes all the time. Why don't you help around here? There's nothing because I'm it.
0: What kind of advice, and maybe you've given this to other people already, that you would give somebody that you know who might be going into this situation?
1: Um, I mean, all of the regular stuff. As much as you want to, you can't badmouth the other parent. And when you have those moments where the kids are like, well, at Daddy's house, we stayed up till midnight last night and had popcorn for dinner. And you want to be like, what? <laughs> oh, that's different. You swallow that. <laughs> that's different. And then you you text on the side. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's
0: too bad we have smart kids.
1: So. <laughs> we do. Um, but also that united front, no matter how you feel about each other, it's important Um And and my kids have tried before, and it's failed miserably. And so I think this is a good thing for them to learn where they'll say, well, daddy said, and I know it's probably a lie. um, And they know I'll say, okay, I'm going to call him right now. And they know I can, and they know he'll answer Mm -hmm. because we talk. Mm -hmm. And they know that we do. Mm -hmm. So they know they're not going to get away with playing us against each other. Um, I, I mean, we're certainly not perfect. And we certainly have bickered in front of them. But I think all parents in all situations bicker in front of their kids. And the kids know that they live in a different situation than their friends do. It was probably like end of first grade, beginning of second grade. Like, uh, I don't have other friends whose parents are divorced. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Like, he thought that it was like everybody lived (laughs) this way. And it took him kind of a longer, a longer time than my daughter to put together the pieces together. That not everybody's like this. Is there biases that you feel
0: you get from society or from a community, whether or not it's your own or not, about mm-hmm. your structure of your family and what you guys are doing with your co-parenting?
1: Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I. Well, first of all, I work I work at a very religious institution where there's definitely a stigma when when you're speaking of divorce. And the the odd thing that I found is in general I'm viewed as the 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 wounded party which often makes my life easier. Um whether how fair or not that is or how Hmm. I mean how silly it is in the long run it's been what eight years at this point like people tend to be kinder to me about it because they view me that way
0: Hmm.
1: and oh how big of you when it wasn't these choices were not made out of being big or selfless they were they were being made out of okay what how can I give my kids the most normal experience and how can I in some ways, it was vindictive, like, not let him get away with skipping out on us. Like, that was definitely that, that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, we both did this, and we're both doing it forever. The end. Um, hence your business partnership. Yeah, hence the business partnership, um, which has worked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but also, we, we both have to want to, and we both I, – I, I certainly pushed it, but it wouldn't have worked if you really didn't want to and also the way that minnesota laws this could sound very heartless the way that minnesota laws handle it is if the more that you have them the less child support you need to pay which is a motivation for some people so if you are co- they don't make a distinction between male or female mother or father it's how much time they are with you um, how much you pay of child care costs and how much you pay of health care costs. And so if that is split and if both of you have them around the same amount, it's a different amount of child support based on that. The calculator is pretty equal. I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. Do you think the wounded partner is particular to the relationship that you had? Or do you think... It's because the man was most likely doing something wrong or I think society definitely views it that way. Yeah. And and I have to say, like some I, I carry some of that bias. Like I, I definitely view like, all right, what did he do? You know, <laughs> like right. like my mind goes there, even though I know better, I know that there are millions of reasons why people split. But um, yeah, there is that kind of societal blame the male, and well, he's leaving them in the lurch. Oh, and I don't think that was ever what uh, my ex-husband wanted. He always loved being a dad. Okay. Um, our situation was just toxic, yeah, sure. and the fact that we both wanted to be parents really made this a lot easier. So I would say that like that is something that you need to do.
0: Okay.
1: Um, an unexpected byproduct was um, is something that a lot of my married friends envy. Um, I get days off. I'm only laughing because I think, not to bring, you know, situations in, but...
0: Jealous. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> totally jealous. Totally jealous. Um,
1: a couple yeah. things, though, yeah. uh, and the, I, not to be depressing. I get days off, and when I first got them, I had no idea what to do with them. Sure. I found myself walking to Blockbuster Video and getting mad men and like walking, because this is before i had netflix walk back home and just watching it because i had no idea what to yeah. do with my time right because i was so used to constantly being a mommy work mom work mom and, I mean, after time, I, like, developed a social life or, like, I would do things with my friends. I would figure out what to do with that time. Um, or I would play catch-up while they were they were away, clean the house, um, get things ready for the next day so that when they were there with me the next day, I am mommy 100%. I don't have to be distracted by a lot of household chores and things. So, The biggest surprises
0: that you had about co-parenting, either a delight or... Maybe mm-hmm.
1: not, well, and he we are we're happier when we are with them because we get moments when we're not with them i and i I think both of us are like that because we get moments to do things to do adult activities, like I get to go to concerts, and I don't have to pay a sitter every time. that definitely helps mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean that I would choose this life over another one. I think that that is important to say. Um, I... When you have uh, kids with somebody, like, that's forever. And um, I've also, and this might sound really pessimistic, but it's just kind of been in my experience. So I could find a wonderful future partner and they could be they could love me unconditionally care quite a bit about my kids everything works out great but i had one shot of having that person who cared exactly the same amount for my kids as i do and me at the same time you don't get another shot at that so I wouldn't try. I mean, I I wish I would have done it differently, but this is the best that we could come up with, and it's working.